0: Welcome to the Souls of Society podcast. We're vibrating at a frequency outside of space and time right now. Where everything is eternal. So I'm sitting in my living room (laughs) with... Valerie Elster. She's a very special human being, unlike any other human being I've ever met. And we got introduced through a mutual friend on New Year's of 2017. It was becoming 2018. Mm -hmm. And she's just very tuned in to multiple dimensions and frequencies. (laughs) And the first time we met, she said she had a message and she spoke light language to me, which if you've never heard of that, maybe you don't know what we're talking about do you want to explain life language light language
1: <laughs> life language <laughs> sure I know that was a powerful meeting um, so light language is language of the soul its frequency I say I speak frequency I translate multiple dimensional realities and so it comes out in you know actual tones or it can be more of a like singing or like just melodic language but it's really about speaking to your soul it's not necessarily something to understand with the mind and so i usually preface with you know don't try to understand this just feel it in your heart or in your body because it's just like music any other uh, frequency It's something you feel, it's not something you understand. Although some do.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, It's also referred to as, uh, I call it root language, Uh, angelic language, it it really transcends time and space.
0: Wonderful. (laughs) I like to experience things feeling-based first, I think that's the deepest level, Mm -hmm. and the mind comes second, so I'm all about that.
1: Okay, beautiful, it's like it's already coming, my heart is starting to, so it, it's expansion for me. I am a mediator for many realms. And so when, when someone shows up, um, or when I show up or someone comes into my field, it's almost like a message from whatever dimensional reality that needs to come through. And so it is like a record of sorts. I'm a computer, basically.
0: <laughs> All right.
1: I'm a, I'm a cute computer. I don't know.
0: Well, I'm excited. You said you, you said you felt like you had a specific message for me. I would love to experience it.
1: Okay. So let's see what wants to come through. I'll try to translate if I can. Okay. So if there's pieces of it, it's not necessi- necessarily word for word, but I'll try. Okay. So, okay. Here's what wants to be said. <sighs>
2: Ah, ya hee es, <laughs> wa, chanji es, esata, chai soho eshako sacha, chan do katsu shai sanietake, chan do ko eshat, sa to eshat, chan shai so ho yee ka e zo kyan Tokai Sai sa y shuk chambu shu ho yee sa yan o shai sata. Kyan kyan sa kyan tuk to kyan Toko o yai sa ni ya shuk no Thank you. <laughs> Welcome.
0: So. It feels. Familiar. Uh, like sort of Asian. But different. <laughs> um, not that I really speak any Asian languages, but um, yeah, it feels otherworldly and familiar at mm-hmm. the same time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are there any um, translations that feel pertinent to share?
1: Um, I just want to say that when I speak it, like when it starts to open up, it's almost like we're opening another reality. So the premise of everything exists right now all the different realities exist, all the different dimensions. They're just layered on each other. So there's no past or future, there's just now. And so it almost like opens up a window into a different time and place. And so I start to feel like what that might be. And also based on the language, what's coming through, I get an idea. It did feel very tribal mixed with some star probably pleiadian because that's one of my main aspects so pleiadian messenger of peace is a big reason why i'm on the planet one of my you know dimensional realities or remembrances um from star star side so if it does feel familiar i do feel like i know you there's some soul remembrance Mm which i felt when i first met you uh over new years so i put it in a context of you know jogging your memory kind of and perhaps even something that we've agreed to do a lot of these remembrances are our souls know each other and we've agreed to do things in this physical reality on this planet Mm. And so when we meet somebody and there's an immediate, you know, feeling or language, it's, it's mostly about that, about earthwork or something that we're meant to do together. So it's almost like our ancestors that left clues, that left writings and pyramids and all of these different uh, signs for us to remember. So it's, it's really like that. The language opens up a remembrance and it speaks it's nonlinear. It goes right into the nonlinear space, mm. which, again, beyond space and time, beyond this physical, you know, linear time.
0: Right.: <laughs> Yeah, I remember the first few experiences of moving beyond space and time and being so blown away. I think the most like, extreme experience was when I smoked DMT mm. and like rocketed out and out of my body and like through the universe and yeah. uh, was traveling through many dimensions and galaxies and portals for infinity, you know, like yeah. there, there was no time, there yeah, was like no time space, exist. I had no body. <laughs> and then, you know, the trip in human time lasts like 15 minutes, but So I remember when I came back in my body and I just traveled all over the universe and I was like, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) I was like, I was just everywhere. Like, how did I end up back here? Like, I don't even understand how that even happened. Like, I was everywhere. (laughs) Um, And then as I had become more conscious by having, you know, these types of experiences with people like you and other people, like I can access the space outside of Time and space, mm-hmm. without like imbibing those substances, <laughs> just with like presence, yeah. for instance, and cannabis helps too sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just softens that layer, and then you can move into that other portal. And yeah. You know, for me, that's why music is so important because it is frequency, mm-hmm. and there's a very specific way that music is made right now. It's like very homogenous in a way and part of that is functional like if you're like people don't consume like albums it's not like they're not listening to like a record that they put on they're usually listening to a playlist that's been created Mm -hmm. by someone else so when you're listening to that playlist they want there to be consistency between like one track and another track even if they're made by different artists so your Mm -hmm. ear is not (laughs) jarred yeah but what that does is that like means that everything that is created is gonna be within a certain frequency range and have like a certain tonal spectrum. So like my music, I play <laughs> in this this project Indigo Keys, and you've heard it. Yes. And, and we've I even love it. <laughs> released music since then that feels very um, otherworldly and uh, but with some stuff from the earth plane um, <laughs> yeah it's a mix <laughs> yeah it's a mix and it, and it takes you to a different place it literally takes you to a different place if you don't resist that it's different like mm-hmm. if you accept that it's different Yeah. you know because things can be different and still have value it's not it's not like a binary it has to be one way or the other
2: mm-hmm.
0: so yeah but thank you so much for sharing that I feel like it's kind of a good segue that maybe we can back up and hear how you got introduced to your gifts and like have you always been like this or was there a moment of awakening where you connected with this
1: (laughs) yes um I would say I mean I was on a path um since 2004 not not at this at this level um but I did kind of start my healing journey in 2004 I had come out of the internet industry So I came from this business, you know, very grounded environment, and it was one of those, you know, started a company and sold it and, you know, had a lot of money and uh, which is supposed to be amazing, right? And it was for about two weeks. And I just felt like something was missing. And so that started my own search for like, there's something else out there beyond this. So Uh, I started down that path and it was the end of 2011 and I started to feel something was really gonna happen Uh, there was a lot of divine feminine movement and uh, I started to sense in my own practice in my own like personal experience that there was there was an awakening and this is right before 2012 of course which then created you know, I say it was my my greater awakening. I got hit by the, the two by four, the universal two by four, in January 2012. So I had this expanded remembrance of who I was, and it was so overwhelming, and it was like an atom bomb went off. That's the best way I can explain it. Yes, there was a man involved. <laughs> so. You know, I think. Oh, like, we want to hear that story. <laughs> you do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty good. Um, I was married at the time, so I had gotten married and I had a three-year-old, and so it was uh, to some extent I wasn't paying attention to the signs, and I think that for many of us that have agreed to really be, uh, you know, very involved in this expansion, this ascension of not only our Earth but also of of us in and, and our multi dimensionality so it was uh, you know a, a man started reaching out I mean he was young he was 27 or 25 at the time um, and just started talking to me and it was this immediate familiarity and it was something I couldn't ignore it was so strong the pull to this person and so it did uh, pull me out of my marriage uh, as you know many kind of expansive things do To get your attention I wasn't fully paying attention probably because I had a three-year-old so I was being a mom and I wasn't you know really seeing that um, it's time to step into my power like I wasn't fully in my feminine I was in this marriage it wasn't satisfying we had started to really grow apart and so I just felt uh, you know I wasn't in that place I wasn't you know rising into this femininity and so
2: that all changed
1: <laughs> um so it, connecting with this man really shifted and it opened up this whole remembrance of everything of different realities of the feminine of what i had not been you know stepping into and so it it supercharged my whole life and i decided to step out of the marriage For what I thought was to be with him, but it really was to unlock all of these pieces and all of these, you know, aspects of well, what's next for this planet? So we realized that we came together for this purpose to help in the ascension. Right. Like many of us.
0: Right.
1: (laughs) There's juicier details, but you know, (laughs) William, (laughs) sure amount of time.
0: But that is the that is the root of it or the heart of it. Yeah, I feel you. There's so many lightworkers on the planet right now and a lot of remembrances and and like energetic alignments that feel very powerful. And I've had several of those myself and that first album was about that, so you know about it. (laughs) Yeah. And I think what I've been learning to do is be fully present for those experiences without creating a story about what it means. You know, not that I don't want to be in love and all that, just, just because I don't know what it means, Yeah. you know? So if I don't assign a story and just, like, wait for it to show me what it is, mm. I usually do better in life, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm not carrying my expectations and programming and stuff.
1: Very important.
0: So that's that's something that I'm integrating all the time. But, <sighs> you know, because a lot of relationships are just there to awaken us to something, yeah. or to reshift us in a new direction. And I And I feel like the the idea of like happily ever after with a relationship being the end goal is like way outdated you know it's like (laughs) i'm open to having a lifetime partner like i'm open to it but from what i've experienced and the way people are evolving and and that people have so much work to do that doesn't really seem like it's the case like once i connect with somebody to a certain degree like they always will be in my heart Mm -hmm. but that doesn't necessarily mean we're going to be physical partners working on the same mission for the rest of our human life. Yeah. You know,
1: that is, I'm so glad you said that because that is really one of the most important aspects of, you know, being an activated, uh, you know, light worker, star seed, whatever you want to call it. And then interacting with the rest of the family. And I did have a whole story because I was still in the old programming, even though, You know I was awakened I was a Reiki master I was teaching I had an office I was doing all of this stuff I hadn't fully come into this level of consciousness or this level of awareness and so I did I put all of this um, energy and attachment to what I thought was gonna happen you know once I left my marriage to be with this person that you know so amazing And then I realized, well, there's going to be other amazing, you know, relationships. And so it took me a while to really shift or pivot to understanding that this is just one extremely powerful. We are still very close, very connected, but not in this traditional relationship way. Mm -hmm. So that was a big lesson. And that is definitely something for all of us, like you said, just waiting to see what it is rather than attaching to what you think it's going to be right and and that's that expectation and attachment is just really keeps so neutral (laughs) i I mean it's i'm a passionate person so for me you know this was it has been challenging it has been challenging it's a
0: challenging balance (sighs) to be but it's good because it's like it's fun it it, it's just it's a mindset shift because i feel like the idea that this happily ever after idea um kind of implies that if you don't have that partner then you're not happily ever after right so the happily ever after is your relationship with yourself Mm -hmm. you know you got to take care of that and handle that and then who you're dancing with as your reflection or as your teammate or whatever maybe changes but essentially at the deepest part it's the same thing it's the same being and if you're more associating with the energy and not the manifestation, then you recognize it's still your beloved, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I, uh, I almost don't wanna say it because I want it to be a surprise, but um, <laughs> I have, I'm gonna get these t-shirts made that, that gonna say um, Sophia, uh, Gaia, Elisa, mm-hmm. <laughs> Gloria, Annie, Kara. Uh, um, so Sophia is like the yeah, divine, divine creatrix mm-hmm. You know, Gaia is Earth, our uh-huh. Earth mother. Lisa is my personal mother in this lifetime. Uh-huh. Gloria is her mother, uh-huh. um, my grandmother who just passed. And then Annie oh. and Kara are both women that I've, like, connected very deeply with that were incredibly transformative wow. um, influences yeah. on my life. So it's like these are all the, the female lines that have helped to peel back the layers of who I thought I was and helped me to step into who I am. Yeah. Yeah. And it's always expanding. So you were talking about you now have the ability to step into your feminine power. Maybe you could elaborate on like what that means to you.
1: Well, it was, it was 2012. So once this man showed up, um, you know, created the space for me to connect with the Divine Mother. And how it started was uh, I was on my back porch in January of 2012 and Gaia introduced herself to me. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, I remember calling him. (laughs) I was like, "Um, Gaia's here? Uh, And he's like, oh, great. Okay, it's starting. And I'm like, what's starting? Like, so I was still kind of, I was, again, was focused on him, right? I wasn't focused on what was actually transpiring so it just all I can say was what happened in this opening was just a um, you know remembrance I was reminded through all of these beautiful goddesses in the etheric not necessarily in the physical but they started coming in every day different ones with messages for me and inspiration for me and and again just rem- just reminding me of who I am and what I'm doing and what this role is about and so I mean men just started showing up uh, like lots of men because I was I was saying yes to this energy I was saying yes to this level of femininity and by saying yes and really claiming it and also being activated it was just this natural You know expression of seeing what's coming on the outside and so it was just I'll tell you it was crazy people were showing up they would call me without their shirts on I was getting pictures of Anatomy it was it was constant like that and I I was like "Oh, okay I understand what's going on because I'm saying yes it's activating all these other people so it, it is really like this when you say yes to something you'll start to see the reaction based on what you're saying yes to mm-hmm. um, and I think also because I had been in a marriage for almost 10 years and it wasn't it wasn't really supporting this part of me that I, I almost needed that you know to be able to say oh wait a minute you know I am beautiful I am worthy whatever you know happens when you get into a relationship that doesn't serve you you start to question your own value and your own worth mm-hmm. So I really felt that it was a, a very strong validation of this role and who I really was and why I was here. You know, what what is my purpose on this planet? It wasn't, it was clear, but it wasn't that clear. It became very clear about what I was here to do.
0: Okay, so, yeah, yeah that's wonderful. So from <laughs> what you said, I mean, part of what I was hearing was that it seemed to be a like a reawakening of your femininity and maybe like the level of attention you're getting from men in a like sensual and sexual way. Is that part of it? Yes. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I would love for you to elaborate on that because, you know, in my personal um, exploration of being a human, Mm -hmm. I I very strongly feel the spiritual pull. Mm -hmm. And then there's also like the human side and I feel like I've kind of transcended the very lower human realms. Yeah. And I'm still looking to fully integrate like my human animal and my (laughs) spiritual self. So I feel like that's something women and the feminine probably help all of us come more into clean alignment with. Can you speak to that?
1: Yes. Um, you know, it's one of those things when you're in a relationship that you're not receiving something and then you, you shift and then you start receiving that. So I went from like one extreme to the next. So you know I was I was reliving (laughs) my youth you know through of course sexuality and just feeling empowered as a woman Um, I probably went a little overboard but you know in the sense of coming back to center of it's really not about what's outside of me I think this is the biggest lesson for me it's not to get that validation outside and that's so important like I think you mentioned earlier it is that self it has to come back to well do I love myself because then you're coming from this place of wholeness so I feel like it took me many years to really get very clear on that because I had some wounds from childhood you know I was fully developed at 13 so I always had like a lot of male attention and so I think as a young woman this this affected me and I wasn't really you know I didn't get clarity from my parents on on how to be and so uh, I, I didn't necessarily have a very healthy picture of relationships you know at that point and so it was a lot of healing along with kind of relearning about well what is this really about what is a healthy relationship do i even know what one is you know my parents were divorced when i was 10 as many as many people you know parents are and so i didn't even really have like a really good example of a healthy relationship what does that mean so for me it really was coming back to the clarity within myself and I did that through outside relationships, but ultimately, I had to bring it inside. And so that's probably the most important lesson I think mm. we all have to learn <laughs> is, you know, being grounded in that sense. And just to your point on on how do you really merge these dimensional realities, because I, I did a lot of work on the earth, uh, in the grids. So I physically on the earth. And I also was, architecting and bringing in a lot of information from the galactic or the cosmic realm and so there'd be times that i would feel like i was in this like you know duality or just not not able to handle both of them because i i would go from one extreme to the next but i think really coming into that center of we ground through the physical so regardless of what happens in the other dimensions we're in bodies we decided to come here and ground and so there still has to be some element of embodiment which is something that i talk about many of us talk about which i'm getting ready to do with uh, uh, someone you know kiera newell we're going to be doing uh, an embodied mastery something we've been we've been working on something together for a little while we're gonna move into that just to share both of our experiences coming from different places. Mm.
0: Well, both of you are wonderful, so I look forward to that.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I know, I was like, come on the show. I was just talking to her before I saw you.
0: Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) that would be great. Well, thank you for sharing that wisdom and perspective. The other thing I heard you say was that before you were unclear of your purpose and then you got clarity, so could you share what you feel like your purpose is?
1: Mm Mm-hmm it's a little more light language. So, uh, that wants to come in. Okay. Um, and then I'll, and I'll talk, I'll speak in English. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I think I would say out of all the questions I get, cause I get a lot of questions over the years and that's probably the biggest one is once I, once I awaken, then what? A lot of people have an experience, but then they're not sure what to do after that. Um, so that wants to be said. So, uh, let's see what wants to be said in, in light language. Um, Achandu, sucho,
2: Chai, sukatandai, lai, sekotai, sanaisho kata, Chanduka sodoisha, Eano, rutukuto kale, la sodoisha, Kia takata, Ya o kansa, lahatukutu, E katsai, ya kunchai, shono. Hyano chai sa, chanda So, uh,
1: what's coming in is the remembrance, a lot of what's been happening over the years is about the remembrance, remembrance who we are as you know not only souls but also who we are as children of this planet you know I say I'm a child of Gaia even though I have a lot of I've activated many different remembrances over the years because of my deep study on interaction with the Akashic Records and I've also worked with lots of people in our space I've worked with many many beloveds in helping them to remember because there is this there has been this amnesia coming into the physical body which has been you know by design <laughs> but I feel like we really shifted out of that and so I think purpose-wise you know it's funny because it's changed over the years like what what do you do Valerie you know like, what do you call yourself it's like okay let me check in you know what am I this week because I feel like uh, I'm a chameleon. I feel like I'm a shapeshifter because I have an activation with all these dimensions. I can be anything, right? So just being, I would say, you know, I am presence, activating this highest I am presence. You're just that's it. You're an I am.
0: Yeah. If you don't, <laughs> if you <laughs> don't define yourself, then you can be everything. Exactly. Yeah
1: so I feel like we're moving out of defining by labels defining relationships by what is this right like you know I I just feel like we're we're moving in in a collective sense just like the bees right we're moving as we shed all these layers of inauthenticity we're just moving in, not just, but we're moving this beautiful, like, dance, you know, of of unity. And unity moves together, and I don't have to speak. There's people I don't have to say anything to. They're just, we're on the same page.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's no, there's nothing to say. We're just being. Right. So I I feel like that's a big piece of our you know, shift or remembrance as these powerful, you know, humans. (laughs) And in that truth of that being is I think the highest truth. And so when you get to that point, you really can be, whoever you want to
0: be. I feel you, yeah. (laughs) Um, I personally feel like I've entered into that space in my own reality and in the last year especially since i saw you you know i cleared so much and healed so much i've been
1: watching yeah (laughs) and
0: um yeah it's the feeling of i mean i mentioned this many times and and i i consider myself healed now like i'm healed and i'm also enlightened Uh and neither one of those things mean like that's a stagnant process like it's not like I'm not going to heal more from things or I'm not going <laughs> to learn more. To me, it just means that I understand that God lives within me. Yeah. So I don't need something outside of myself to fix myself. If I, if I have an issue, then it's like time to slow down and go inward and really tune in. Like, so I know the direction because center and enlightenment is a direction. It's not a place, mm-hmm. you know, because the universe <laughs> is always expanding. <laughs> Exactly. So there's nowhere to get other than here, <laughs> and here, and, and here. here. <laughs> yeah. Well. I love,
1: I love that. that it's so beautiful. I've been watching your your expansion, your expansion and your healing. What, what does
0: it look like from the outside? <laughs> I'm a bit interested here perspective. Yeah,
1: it looks amazing. I mean, it's beautiful, and and you know because I was I saw you and heard the music, and I could feel where you were at, and that was such a vulnerable evening. You know, we were with we were with someone else a mutual friend it was such a powerful night you know and i felt that you and i were were holding space for him Mm -hmm. and then there was holding space for you Mm -hmm. and then some level probably holding space for me Mm -hmm. it was none of it was spoken it we were just moving (laughs) you know in this beautiful dance of holding space for each other without having to actually name it You know and we were all doing it in our own way right remember uh there was dancing and there was crying and there was you know uh there was touching and just being and cuddling and it was so amazing that was such an amazing night so um but i have seen it was special yeah it was and i've kind of seen you come into your own you know i'm doing a spiral with my hand right now because really it's about coming in to the center right not as I am then once you're in that place you get to come out Mm -hmm. you come out and you have you say okay now what what is the experience that I want to happen that I want to have happen and then you draw in all these new experiences you might have to go back into Center right Mm -hmm. zero point and then you come back out so I feel like this this a it's a continual Process of getting back to the I am getting back to Center zero point. They're all the same words It's just coming into yourself, right? It's like in words. That's that phrase. I bring myself back to myself You can consistently come back to yourself to evaluate Then you're able to come out in a much more grounded healed uh, multi-dimensional way without reacting to everything around you right yeah (laughs) and then you can you really feel who is who is resonating with where you're at i just talked about this with kira before i came came to see you is we're such in this place of heart space that you know immediately who you're supposed to be with what you're supposed to be doing Mm -hmm. who's on the same wavelength where are they coming from? Because if it's not heart space, it's an immediate no. It's an immediate no thank you because you already know mm-hmm. something's not essentially in alignment right. and it's becoming more obvious than ever. It's mm-hmm. instant, right? right? So I, I just wanted to say that because that came through with my conversation with her. That's so important uh, to follow that feeling, right. to so be, be present. present. Totally. China?
0: Yeah, <laughs> thank you for those reflections. And okay. thank you. I've gotten way more comfortable with honoring where I'm at and like what feels in resonance and and also communicating that. You know, there's, there's lots of relationships that I've had or that people want to have or even that I've wanted to have with other people. Um, and it's just been like, like thank you but, but no <laughs> you know like yeah um, you know and just in communicating to people which can be hard you know if you've been friends with people for a long time and you start to notice there's not resonance anymore and then and I think that I'm ai communicate more directly than a lot of people I'm an Aries you know so I can just say oh, that. that I can just be like yeah I don't I don't feel like we're supposed to be connecting right now. Yeah. You know, I'm not holding a grudge against you. Like, it's just like that's not where I want to put my energy. It doesn't feel like exciting to me, and I only want to do things when I'm in like high excitement about whatever it is that we're doing. And I'm not closing off um, things in the future. You know, and it's like that's the I think that that's been uh, major learning for me is especially if there's hurt feelings involved where you know you feel hurt and then an old pattern is wanting to like close down and be like okay well that person is out of my life now right <laughs> and now I can be like like yesterday I went through this process where someone was very reactive to something that I said and I was like whoa they're totally spinning off into their own story and that, that has nothing to do with what I meant like they're just making all these assumptions and I could feel I was like man and I just started to feel through it and think through it and I was like oh they're really in a lot of pain and I can feel, I feel like I'm empathic. So like I really felt that pain. Right. And it was like destabilizing for me to take that on. I was like, I really don't want to be this close with that person because it's draining of my energy. Yeah. Um, so. That became clear in my mind. And I was like, well, how do I want to handle it? And I was like, well, I don't really need to do anything. Like, I'm not going to respond to that message they just sent. You know, I'm just like, I'm not going to ignore them. But if, if it came up again, then I would just express that, like, it doesn't feel like in alignment, you know? <laughs> I
1: use that word a lot, in alignment, because yeah. yeah. it, it could be in alignment one day. And so thank you for sharing, because I, I think that that's so important. And, and I call this many of us are going through refinement or fine-tuning we're fine-tuning when you fine-tune your frequency and vibration you will notice the subtleties and especially with old relationships or friendships family i mean i would say that's probably one of the biggest sources of pain for most people is the family the expectation or the wounds from family those are really the that, that like the last stage of family wounding whether it's father mother both because that's really where we learn our feminine and masculine expression those are those are our first human you know uh, mirrors or models right. like i said earlier my model of relationship was my parents who didn't get along and got divorced when i was 10. so how am i supposed to have a healthy relationship no one's teaching me. How are we learning? You know, we're learning through watching. So I would say at least for, I mean, I'm older, I think a little older than you. Um, generationally, I feel like every generation is is getting more savvy and just more real with what, what this is all about. And, you know, I think that we've come such a long way at really healing not only our individual wounds but our collective wounds which is something that i work on i work a lot in the collective that's really been my place for many years since 2012 and so a lot of my role has been about the collective field as well as my own i can't work on the collective without working on my own i have to look at my My own stuff stuff. exactly right i
0: I totally get it it's like (laughs) yeah <laughs> it's an interesting dance because it is they're intertwined:
1: It's tricky, it's tricky at times it, it has happened. been.
0: It has been, and I feel like the healing like kind of uh, expanding concentric circles are you heal yourself, you heal your family, you heal your community and uh, i've been now that I feel healed, I have been interacting with my family, and there have been some major shifts in the relating and the and just the openness to all of these things that we're discussing, which feels really good and mm-hmm. I'm also like, since I am getting more clear on my mission and what is of value and what is of alignment, you know, you know, my work is interacting with a lot of people in an intimate way, but now I'm able to step back and say, maybe this situation is not the highest use of my time or energy. I don't need to save anyone. Like everyone is on their own journey. Like people's struggles, including my own are there as an opportunity to. Learn you can transcend those things. Mm -hmm. So if you try to remove somebody's pain or struggle, like you're doing a a disservice, and usually they're gonna attack or project onto you for for doing that. So it's like (laughs) it's a lesson to just like stay in your lane and and like do what your guidance tells you to do.
1: That's I'm glad you shared that. It's very 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 important, and I feel like as a group we're moving out of the traditional. Way even how I work is shifting of one-on-one it's changing where it we're, we're we're healing as groups you know we're, we're coming together in a group and it's not I'm responsible for you you're responsible for me there's an interdependency but I really uh, I've talked about this many times is we're really moving and learning how to be independent uh and an interdependent without codependent right. so i feel like as a group as a, as a species that we're really pulling apart many of the codependent aspects of our nature uh, i think and this is the reason it, it it happened is because we're not in tribes anymore we're not with our families we're not with our soul families and our our actual biological families the whole shift it, everything has changed so I think an attempt to create that, in, that feeling that we became, the relationships and other things started becoming codependent. And so I feel like that, those pieces are, are being healed.
0: I very much agree with that. <laughs> That's been the work I've been doing with myself for the past couple of years, and yeah. uh, I'm light years away from where I was. And <laughs> every day is a new adventure to, to show up with full presence and passion without attachment and expectation but when you you do meet in those spaces like I have some of the most magical experiences and feel such deep love with so many different people and appreciate so many different things like the the infinite nature of love is something I feel like on a daily basis and I'm super grateful for that Yeah, yeah well that feels like uh there was a lot of juicy stuff in there um I feel like that might be a good place to kind of like close the container but okay. is there anything else that you feel called to share that wants to come through before we do that?
1: Um, a little bit of light language. <laughs> I touched on it already because when I, you know, when you asked me to come on you said what do you want to share and, and this heart space that came up that was a really strong place of operating from the heart and I think You know that's really what this expansion has been about and you know those of us that know that we're here to assist in the shift um, to operate from the heart you know how important that is and that everything really has to come through there this really is the the barometer uh, for, for everything we do because you know from that place it really affects so much and from that place you know we can truly heal this planet because if you're coming from the heart there is no war you're in peace you're 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 with yourself and i mentioned in the beginning that you know one of my roles is i'm here as on a peace mission this is a mission of peace for me Mm. and so that is probably the most important aspect but there has to be peace within us totally. before we can see peace outside of us.
0: Totally. and <laughs> Right? Yeah. That just, you know, just to expand on and elaborate on that a little bit, because when people say in the heart, I feel like that can be an abstract thing for some people, but it's, okay. it's, it is abstract, but it's also like a tangible place and way of being that the heart is like an interdimensional portal that gives you access to the entire universe and there are ways you can know if you're interacting in the heart or not. And they're mostly feeling based, but, um, maybe tangible ways. Let's say you have a conflict with somebody. If you're in right, wrong, that's being in the mind, Mm -hmm. right? If you're in the heart, you're in the compassion. And my grandmother was a great teacher of this because she had dementia before she passed so when she had dementia she had this thing called sundown sadness which is like when the sun would go down she would kind of turn into a different person and um you know get like aggressive and all these things and when she would get that way um you don't argue with her right like you don't like try to be like hey you're being this way you're like don't do this or don't do that you're just like okay granny yeah like sounds good you want some some pie yeah. you know, <laughs> you know? yeah you just kind of like change the subject and don't engage with that energy right mm-hmm. and it's and, I, and we're able to do that because she has dementia right yeah. but what i realized interacting with human beings is like maybe she has more dementia than the average human being but humans forget things and they operate at different levels of consciousness all the time yeah. like One person I was talking about, like, we all have people like this that, you know, will be in certain loops, like with conflicts and stuff like that. And like, you just see them going through whatever it is they're going through. And knowing that you too, and me too, also (laughs) have our own loops where we go unconscious and we're not even aware of like how we're operating. So when you are aware of someone else going through their loop, instead of thinking, oh, they're wrong, like, look at them. It's like, okay, this person is having a hard time, <laughs> yeah. you know, they're in pain, um, I can hold space for them, not at the expense of myself, because that would be not loving to yourself, but just to do it like I did with my grandmother and just say, yeah, sure thing, you know, like, can I get you a Popsicle? You know, <laughs> like, yeah. there's whatever. There's no
1: rational, you can't have a, that, ra- you, there's no mind, like you say, saying, mind conversation.
0: Right. And anything with the mind is like being engaged with Chinese finger cuffs. It just like tightens (laughs) the the vices around both of you and you become entangled. You know, so the way to free yourself is to see it and operate from a higher perspective.
1: Words of wisdom. That was beautifully said.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Valerie. Thank you. What a beautiful episode of Souls of Society, a a multidimensional episode.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so excited to see you. Yeah. And feel the shift.
0: Thank you. Would you like to share where people can connect with you in case they want to for an Akashic reading or to work with you in some capacity?
1: Sure. Um, I'm on Facebook under Valerie Elster. I'm also on Instagram. You can reach me there. Same thing. Um, I have a website. You can reach me on that. I'm not on social media as much. I'm definitely feeling more of that offline, but I am reachable there. Cool. So. Hopefully, you put links up.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we can do that. Okay, cool. All right, well, thank you so much. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in to the Souls of Society podcast and swimming in the multidimensional reality. Connect with us on social media at soulsofsociety.com on Instagram or at soulsofsociety.com. Thanks for being here.